Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to kick back, relax with us, and meet yet another amazing human being we're going to get to talk to and pick up some wisdom and knowledge. I am Stacey Johnston, honored to be here with you, and honored to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. How are you today, Kathy? Well, this time last week, it was like 12 degrees in Texas, and now it's like 75, so I am good. I'll take it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So as we get to talk to another amazing human being, we're going to find out some cool stuff about. Where's your intrigue? What draws you in? I think my intrigue is shining a spot, and I think I've said this probably a thousand times, but I keep going back to it, it's just shining a light on the extraordinary and the ordinary, right? There we've met some people that do some totally out-of-the-box stuff, and I, I'm here for it. Hmm. That's good. I just, I get humbled. You know, I get, I get humbled at how much love there is, how much life there is out there, how much space is out there being provided for people. And, again, I think I've said that a thousand times. But, you know, it, like in our world right now, it seems like everybody's seeking permission to, to do something, to say something, to feel a way, to belong in a group. And there's so much permission going on out there, right? It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to get better from here. It's okay to learn that here. It's okay to walk through that over here. And I, just, I continue to be in awe of the, the kindness and the light that shines out there in the world. So I just love it. All right. Without further ado, would you like to bring in our guest for today? I'm ready when you are. All right. Then let's bring in our guest today, Mr. Lincoln Cockrum. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, Nancy and Cassie. Good to be here. We are glad to have you. Lincoln, how about you kick us off? Can you tell us who is Lincoln? What do you do? How come you do that? And how can we connect with you? Well, I, I really like your input, your, your line, how you started up, you know, and talking about ordinary and extraordinary. I'm an ordinary guy who did who by the grace of God have been able to do some extraordinary things in my life. Uh, I, I, can, I can tell you all the great achievements that have come my way all came directly from our Heavenly Father. And I know it because I, I know my capabilities, I know my background, and the things people say about me. Uh, sometimes I might, are they talking about me? Really? You know, when you, when you hear my story, where I was born, where I grew up, where I came from, how I came to this country, oh, and I told you, I shared with you, I was living in Texas for a couple of years, how I got there, and what happened while I was there, oh my God, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Make life so exciting and meaningful, and you're always living in, what's the next big thing? What's the next big thing, Jesus? I love it. I love it. I was born on the tiny little island of Trinidad and Tobago. And if, if you, your guests don't know where that is, look it up. It's right there on the northeastern coast of South America, right next to Venezuela. And I was born in what you would call an ajupa. And again, an ajupa is a mud hut. 
and the roof was covered with coconut palm leaves. We had no running water. We didn't have a stove. You know, we, we, we had an outhouse. But you know what? I never missed anything while growing up. It was, I was so free to run around all over the place, climb the fruit trees, you know, play with marbles with my friends. And, I mean, we didn't have much, but we were so happy. My, my mom was a school teacher. She took good care of us. And somehow, I can't ever remember that day sitting there. I wish I, wish I had more. I wish I had more. She grew us up in the church, and, you know, I, I grew up playing sports, running around, and I remember when I got in high school, and we were, you know, they're talking about karate. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, ladies my, and gentlemen, my goal, my mission, my dream career was to be an Air Force pilot. That's what I wanted to be. And when I graduated from high school, this was back in 1967, uh, I had all the pre-qualifications to join the Royal Air Force as a cadet because Trinidad and Tobago was still a member of the British Commonwealth. So I could do this. I went to my mother and I said, Ma, I want to join the Royal Air Force. And my mother said, nope, you're not going to do that. And you know, in, I was the youngest son. My siblings always say, oh, mama love you more and she love us. And I said, well, don't blame me for that, you know? <laughs> and right. in, those days, in those days, you did what mama said. If mama said no, it's no. So I put, forgot about that. And my mom was a single mom, so I decided I'm gonna have to find a job to help out in the place and just talk to my friends. Who graduated with me, and we were talking about who we exchanging companies that were hiring. And I, I must have sent out about 50 applications, no response, until I got a call, uh, a, a letter. In those days, we did not have email and that this kind of you know technical stuff. I got a letter coming for an appointment with the government as a temporary clerk, civil servant. I interviewed, I, I got the temporary job, three months. It was the most boring thing I've ever done. <laughs> what, what an entry into the corporate world, into the business world. I was, my role was when the mail came in every morning, to take the mail, sort the mail, put it in the folder in the department that it was supposed to go. And I was it. And the mail came in the afternoon again. The rest of the day, I'm just sitting at the desk, looking, and if the phone rang, answer the phone. Thank God I was only for three months. Huh. And I had applied, I had applied for te- to be a teacher, as an elementary school teacher. And they had a system in the island at that time. It was like a sort of an apprenticeship program where you would be, they would as, employ you as an assistant teacher. They would assign you to a, a senior teacher. And then you had to be tutored by her for five years. Oh, wow. I guess if you make it, then you go to college, teacher's college. Well, I got blessed. I got a call, a letter again, and I got the job to go teach at a school called Santa Flora Government School. 
and I started that in 1968. And it is, I, I didn't want to be a teacher, but with a J-O-B, guess what? I got there and I loved it. I loved it. Every day was an adventure. I wasn't working. And then I got even more blessed because the teacher they assigned me to, Miss Miriam Batiste, she was like my biggest sister. She loved me. She treated, oh my goodness. It was awesome. You know, and I, I, I was teaching, I was like 19 years old. I was teaching kids who were 14 and 15 years old. So they were like my little brothers and little sisters. And, and then I was teaching, but I, I was also the cricket coach. I was the soccer coach. I was the athletic coach. I was the drama teacher. And it was like, oh, my goodness, the best days of my life. And you know what's the coolest thing? You know what's the coolest thing about this? Now with social media, some of the kids that I taught when they were 14 and 15, well, of course, they're adults. Some of them even have grandchildren. I can't believe it. But now we're reconnecting. And they are telling me about things I have forgotten. Oh, what a great people. teacher I was to them. I was yeah, that's cool. When I told, yeah. And then the, and the thing about it is I realize it's in my DNA. It's in my genes. Mm. It's, what the, it's what the Lord designed me to be. Because my mother was a teacher all her life. My older brother was retired before he passed away, principal of a high school, one of the best high schools in the island. My younger sister retired as a principal of an elementary school. Two sister-in-laws were vice principals. It was like in my DNA, but I wasn't aware of it until I tried it. And you see, that's one of the things about life today. A lot of people, they're not willing to try something new or something different. And when they're not willing to try it, they miss out on a lot of lessons, and a lot of what could be a great opportunity. How would you know if you don't try it? That's you know? exactly right. That's know? exactly right. So, yeah. Lincoln, I love your story. I love your story of success and of perseverance and of finding your thing. So let's take it in a little different direction. If, if you have to look at this journey that you went on in your life to where you are now, and you had to define the word hero, what would that definition be? And who in your life have you met along the way that fits into that description for you? Well, most of my heroes come from the Holy Bible. And I look at Joseph. He's the first one that comes to mind. What he went through, his own brothers, his own family tried to kill him first. And then they sold him. And then he was doing his best in Potiphar's house, being a great manager of the house and Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him and he, he had the power and the will to say no and then he still ended up in jail for something he didn't do but while he was in jail he could have easily given up and he could have easily said God where are you well, I didn't do anything wrong what am I doing here but no he made the best of the situation and he found it and that's the secret of life in my opinion make the best or look for the best Look for the blessing. Look, we find what we look for. You know, we find what we look for. So, and that's in my my story. You know, look for the blessings. Look for the good in every situation, and you're gonna find it. And there's so many, well, not stories, but true to life experiences that I've personally gone through. That 
turned out to be the best thing. When it happened, I thought, oh my God, what's going on? This is the worst thing that can happen to me. And later on, it turned out to be, wow. I'm glad that happened now. If that didn't happen, where would I be today? Like how I came to this country. I didn't want to come yes. here. I didn't, that was not on my agenda or my goal. I was doing great in Trinidad I was selling life insurance. I was assistant manager of, of a unit. I was making more money than I really needed kind of deal. And, and doing well. I was in the Jesse's organization, president of the West Indies Jesse's, vice president of Jesse's International, all, traveling all over. I was... I used, to, I, was, I used to get invited to dinner with the president of the country. I used to be on TV like every other month being interviewed. I was really doing well. I you know, married, I have two kids, we built a nice home, and things, in my opinion, was going great. I was even preaching as a lay preacher when the pastor got sick or something, they would call me, and I would go. I was really having a great life. And then my wife at the time decided She's going to have an affair with a younger guy who was flashing a ton of money at her. And you don't know what was on the people's mind. Cut a long story short, we got divorced in, in 1983. 1984, I buried myself in my work and my service to my community. And that eased the burden. I walked away from everything. I was you know, starting all over again. And I was campaigning for executive vice president of JCS International. My personal goal was to one day become the president, the world president of this organization. So I was campaigning, and the campaign was going great. And then in June of 1984, I get this phone call out of the blue from the Secretary General, Richard Hayward, who, who, who was based in Miami, Florida at the time. And the conversation went something like this. Hey, Lincoln, how are you? Hey, hey, Richard, good to hear from you, man. What can I do for you? And he said, well, we know you're campaigning for executive vice president, and we know if you campaign, you're going to win. Everybody loves you. You've done a great job for us as the vice president. But, and you know, and every time somebody said, but, your ears spoke up, right? He said, but, we need a director of training at the world headquarters here in Coral Gables, Florida. And we've looked around at different people, and we would like for you to be that person. And if you agree, we will make all the arrangements to bring you here. I did not know what to say at that time, because I did not even know that there was an opportunity there. I did not apply for anything. That had to be a divine intervention. Because if you think, look at the logistics. I'm living in an island of 1.2 million people, 75 miles north-south, 50 miles east-west. This organization is made up of 80 countries, 500,000 members. And they're calling me, talk about uncapped hero. They're calling me and offering me this opportunity. So I said to Richard, Richard, I need to pray about this. Um, how much time do I have to call you back? He said, in a day or two, you can call me back and let me know what, what your decision. So I prayed about it. And I got the sense, the Lord said to me, Lincoln, you need a break. Go. 
March 7, I'll never forget that day. Mm. March 7, 1985. Mm. I landed in Miami you know? International. Huh? You listen. I landed, in, I'm la- I landed in Miami International Airport with two suitcases in my hand. And the rest is history. Mm. It, it was like uh, everything they asked me to do, it just turned out to be awesome. You know, I, they sent me all over the world. The only continent I didn't go was Africa to teach and to train the members and the officers of the organization. I ran three, organized and ran three congresses, the training program at the congresses and three conferences. It was, mm. it was great. And then That's I met cool. my current wife in 1985. We got, I got remarried in 1986. And so I found my calling. And I found out what I was wired to do. Because every time I've stepped away from coaching and mentoring and teaching and training, I fall right back into it. It's like a magnet that you can't go far away. And, you know? and that's why I'm doing my own training and consulting today, and I'm loving it. And most, everything I do is inspired. I get, I, I give what I get. Yeah, I give yeah. what I get. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so thank you for that service that you provide. Yeah. And yeah. for what you teach. So let me ask you another question. If you had a life lesson in this world that you've learned along the way that you'd like to share with our audience, what would it be? Oh, there's so many. But the one thing I always like to share is you. You, Stacy, you, Cassie, and you people who are all listening to this talk here today, you are the star in the movie of your life. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. Life is a performance. You're on a stage. People are looking at you. They're either going to applaud you, or they're going to judge you, or they're going to condemn you. But you are the star. Nobody can play you better than you. Be the best you that the Lord designed you to be. Don't settle for okay. God does not make okay. He made you great in His image. Be the best you every day. Don't let circumstances, don't let naysayers, negative people put you down. Be like a river. Think about a river that starts up in the mountains in the hills and it comes flowing down. And then when it hits a boulder or a big rock, what does it do? Does it turn back? No. It finds a way to either go around it, over it, under it, and sometimes it even disappears, but it never stops flowing. Don't stop flowing. Keep swinging. Wayne Gretzky said, you only miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Mary P. that you only miss 100% of the shots you do not take. That's amen so, to that. So, my friends, yes. So, if there was a... A one, if you could put a one-liner of advice on a T-shirt, just one line is your advice to the world, what would it be? With passion. With passion. My second book is titled With Passion. 
And if, if mm. people who have a passion for what they do will excel at what they do. And you know, I've never met a human being who said to me, you know, Lincoln, I don't want to excel. Everybody wants to be great, but they allow situations and other people to prevent them from being the best that they were designed to be. With passion. Turn on the passion for what you do. It's in there. We all have it. Turn it on. Mm. Turn it up for what you do. Get a book and you'll see what passion is all about. The title of the book is mm. With Passion. The subtitle is Stop Working, Start Performing. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. You know, Lincoln, we've been, so, we've been so honored along the way to meet so many people and have asked this question so many times, and not one person has repeated their statement. That we, they're all different. And I, I, think we have close to a, I think we have close to 180 of them, and they're all different. It, it's the most beautiful. Yeah. yeah, you are. And it, again, that's proof. We're, it's proof we're all unique. It's proof we all have a specific wisdom that's ours to share. And, uh, and yeah. I thank you for it. I, I'm, I regretfully, we're at the place where we're going to have to begin to wind down with respect to you, Cochran. I know you're traveling. And with respect to our audience and our time. So we would love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some Amen. way, if we can if we can be of service to you, if you'd like to have a conversation with us, if you want to share your story, if you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to start by saying, Lincoln, thank you so much for the space you provide and for the hero that you stand is to probably more people than you recognize. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? You know, I, I actually would just kind of like to take it back off of what he said and to, you know, live with passion. Live with intention. Yep. Whatever you're going to do, you do it. But do it 100%. Mm, I love it. I always love the challenges that come out. Right? It's so cool to hear. Lincoln, we would be honored if you would take the stage, give us the next 90 seconds, and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. And what you see is a unique creation in the image of the Holy Spirit. He is done. It is finished for with you. You are not a work in progress. Go. You are a light in this world. Make may your light shine bright wherever you go so people will see a reflection of Jesus Christ.